Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off our show with show notes as usual. We have our evening with Medium Events, which is our public event where we channel for two hours um, for all those in attendance. Mm -hmm. That is at the Hampton Inn by Hilton here in North Bay, Ontario. Tickets are on sale at the website by sarlo.com for that December 4th date with the understanding that if we need to cancel for any reason related to COVID, you will have an absolute full refund. So there's no risk if you want to go and reserve your tickets. Um, You can head to the website today. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are 10 to 15 minute shows. They run in a group of five and they go Monday to Friday, the first week of every month. They're packed with emotional and intuitive intelligence skills. The very first show is always free, and it's at the website by sarlo.com. The remaining four shows are found at a website called patreon.com backslash by sarlo. Yes, and actually, um, the first show will automatically download to your favorite podcast platform wherever you have subscribed to, to Coffee with the Sarlos. Um, and then when, when you're referring to Patreon, that is our paid membership program. Um, it's just a monthly thing. You don't have to sign up long-term by any means, but it is actually a portal that is totally educational. It dives way further into emotional and intuitive intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of different levels with benefits to access, uh, things to listen to, videos to watch, mm-hmm. reflective questions. Um, and also included in that is an opportunity to win a free half-hour session yeah. with Karen or myself each month. So if you do want to check that out, again, it's patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. We have personal sessions. Both Kelly and I have individual practices. Um, we do them by Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, WhatsApp, and Theralink. And we see clients all over the world, not just because we are in COVID days, but at all times. Those sessions are just as accurate as if you were here in person, where you are in the world, whether it's with us or in another country, makes no difference to the spare world. Yeah, and gift certificates are also available. So if you're looking to gift a session to someone or any denomination for that matter that they can use towards a personal session, you can submit a request to info at buysarlo.com and we can do e-certificates or we can arrange for Mm -hmm. contactless pickup if you are here in the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. So Karen, we talked, we're getting into today's show. Let's say that first, but we talked, you're doing a client story, Mm -hmm. which is going to allow me to have my much needed coffee and I'm going to play bingo. So, I mean, I'm still going to do my part and be involved to ask questions like a listener, you know, normally would. Um, But we developed a bingo sheet for Coffee with the Sarlos listeners, Mm because many of you have been listening since the beginning, which has been about four or five years now. Mm -hmm. And this just for fun, because, you know, we mentioned a lot of the same things in podcasts and people have said, you know, I can definitely bet on the fact that you're going to mention this or the two of you are going to interact a certain way. So we just wanted to give listeners um, and, and people who are watching via YouTube an opportunity to interact that much more and have fun mm-hmm. with the episode. So you emptied your coin purse, which now no longer includes pennies. So I'm playing with coins. I don't know mm-hmm. what people are playing with at home, but I'm going to play uh, bingo so long as it's appropriate to the story and uh, and just kind of be a part of, of the listener group today. I wanted to point out too that a lot of the things that are in the boxes on the bingo card come from clients. 
Yeah. It's their suggestion. Yeah. They will email us in and say, you should have this on your bingo card. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say this too, because mine are going to be a bit different from some people's. We have a free one that went out just the general public mm-hmm. and people can submit, you know, info at buysarlo.com and say, I want that bingo sheet and I will send them a downloadable file. Our Patreon members actually have more. They have at least two now, um, extra bingo sheets that they can play with if they're getting really intense, but they're, but they're different sheets, right? Um, so for example, someone did submit Karen laughs at her own joke. <laughs> so just fun things I like do. that, right? I, you know what? Did someone write down that I laugh? Um, never mind. I don't want to divulge more about myself. <laughs> there is one on another sheet where it says Karen Horn laughs, <laughs> which I think is great too. It, it's all done in good fun. It's all done in kindness. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll open it up to people too, that if you notice something that we do pretty repetitiously, like... Let us know and we can add it to a fun yeah. a fun bingo card. Yeah. Anyway, I want you to have fun with your storytelling today as well. I have notes and I have a lot of notes today. Okay. So it's going to be, a, I know I say that often and then sometimes I don't look down, but I think today because I've got so many pages, people might notice the show's a little bit different and that I am looking down at them. So I'll just preface with that. But anyway, this is a client. Um, I do not remember exactly which way she does it, but I do know we can see each other. So it's going to be Zoom, FaceTime, or Skype, or Theralink. Okay. Because as we said, there's no in-person yet, and this is not a telephone call. So um, at the very beginning of her session... Do I get to name her? Oh, yes. I Kelly, would. please name the client. <laughs> I would and, like, and we do this for confidentiality. Yes. And we want the people to see in the public that we respect the sessions. And then this has become a game where you pick, pick a Grey's Anatomy character <laughs> or actor. So I'm going to go with Sarah. Sarah? That's one Grace. She's the actress who played Callie. And I just love oh, her. Oh, so now you're picking like their- Oh, I've been their... doing that for a long time. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't know that. Okay. So Sarah- all right. Um, so when when Sarah called Kelly, or when we got together on um, Zoom or whatever, she went through the consent process with me and she said, Karen, I am a listener. I do watch you on YouTube. I do know what your sessions can be like. I want to ask a question and then say that it's open after that. Is that okay? And I said, 100%. That's why we do the shows. Yes. And she says, well, I want to ask the question... Did I make the right decision? And I said, that's it? And she goes, yes, that's all I want to ask you if that's okay. And so this isn't a test, test kind of like, is she going to be any accurate? No, no, she's just like, what can you say to that for me? Can I also interject? Yeah. Um, Just because of the spiel that we go through with our consent process, um, when you can just ask a pointed question, that allows us to not be just regurgitating story that you've already told us. A lot of people start with a backstory in order to get to their question. And I say a lot to people, Mm. please just take a moment to think about what your question actually is so that any affirmations, which I'm sure you're about to give us through this whole show, Mm. um, comes from the spirit world, comes from you, Mm. uh, and it means more to the client. So to ask a very pointed question, Mm -hmm. which is a yes or a no, um, is... uh, is a really great way to do a session. Thank you. Mm. So the guide said to me, write it down on her page because I have a doodle page in front of me. So I wrote down her answer. 
And then they, I was going to answer it. And they said, no, 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 like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you guys doing? And they said, no, no, just take your pen and make notes. And I'm like, oh. So I said, sir, I need to make some notes. And she goes, that's totally fine. Take all the time you need. She goes, you just do whatever. She says, um, I understand some of the things that you do. So just go ahead, Karen. So I took quite a while and I wrote pages of notes and she let me. Hmm. And um, it's important how the notes even were written. So the very first thing that the clients did was something like this. They said, she wants to change. She wants him to change. And I'm like, oh, so there's a partner. This is about a relationship. Is it a boss? Is it? And they're like, no, 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 Karen, 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 calm down. Write down our notes. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> I wanted to know more. Um because I'm thinking she's going to look for some validations. And they're like, it's all going to come. Just calm down and just do what we tell you. So I said, okay. So I wrote those statements. And they said, and you're writing our statements, not your own. So write it exactly the way we say it. So that's what I did, word for word. And I explained that to her, that these comments were word for word. And then they said, he wants her to change. He doesn't need to change. So he says, it's her problem. And so that occurred. Now, I'm going to shift the way that the session goes for the point of being able to tell this as a story. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to double back and tell everybody everything twice. So I continue to write these things down, and I'm going to say them in a specific way today, that she this, he that. Oh, And I was to tell her this at the very end. So I did. I read her. You can see the notes. Yeah. So I did. I wrote it that way. And I said it to her. So I went right through the whole thing. And I would say, well, you this, he that. And she'd go, yes. And then she would affirm hers. And she would affirm his. And then she, the guides would say to me, okay, she validated it. Now tell her he's a withholder. And so I went, What? And they went, no, right down beside that withholding so that she can actually know what that's called because that's part of the problem. And then I went, well, withholding is verbal abuse. And they went, that's right. And I said, oh, is it all going to be the 15 forms of abuse? You're getting ahead of yourself, Karen. I said, okay. But I discovered it wasn't. It didn't end up being all of the forms of verbal abuse. It ended up being a variety of things on this page. So sometimes they would say, it is future faking narcissism. It is, and what they did was they actually identified everything for her. And you, like, I wish, I wish people could see the face of the client as I'm telling the story. I wish we had a little TV here. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I want her identity and out her. I wish people could follow along with a nonverbal for her, so to speak, so that they could watch her face full of anxiousness at the first part. And then, yeah, and where you can see her demeanor change to, yes, that is what I want. And is that healthy? Yes, that's healthy that you want him to change because his behavior is not healthy. But you've also learned that your own behavior isn't healthy and you want to change. Hmm. So she wasn't just 
him, 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 men, men, men. She wasn't, this is on him, I'll stay if he. That, that wasn't what she was doing. She was saying, I see his behavior, it's not good and healthy, but neither is mine, I'm doing this. One of the things that you're talking about, I kind of want to spell out for clients, especially, or pardon me, listeners, especially if you have not been a client um, and you've, you know, you're just tuning into these shows is that the the face that you're talking about and the, des- correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, the desire to show people that face is to help illustrate what messages like that can do to help mm-hmm. a person not feel crazy. Yes. How many times do we say in a session, because of what we're able to affirm for people and the, the answers that we're able to give, correct, you're not crazy. And the emotion that sweeps over the entire body. Yeah, it's relief. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, I can trust myself again, mm-hmm. right? Because I've been led to believe that I can't. Yeah, and and sometimes the shock and the hurt of, and he knows he's doing this? And he knows? Mm-hmm. Because often we stay in relationships for the 100% belief that they don't do it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we find out that they are completely aware and totally doing it to manipulate and to have control over us is when we sit down and go, whoa, that isn't love, Mm -hmm. but he tells me he loves me. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm confused. That's why I'm not going anywhere. He keeps me or she keeps me confused. And that is what's creating my my inability to motivate myself to make a decision to take an action. Mm-hmm. It's a constant state that he's that this is confusion. So I'm just going to read some of them and then but I'll I'll read them and then you and you can also jump in. Is that okay? Yeah, I assume that's how our show goes. <laughs> Are you okay? Should we be doing like a podcast check-in? As co-workers? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to go. What role did you think I had? <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead here <laughs> and um, say I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> With sincerity. I know. I'm just teasing. Um, number two was she is exhausted and she is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He has time and energy to be with his friends and his family and to be at work for extra hours because he chooses to. And Oh, I hope someone needed to hear that because he chooses to. He has plenty of extra energy to put in longer hours at work. Even if even when the boss or the corporation or or whatever says you don't need to be here, we've got this covered, he does not go home. He does not say, "Oh, yay." I get to go work on my life. I get to be a dad. I get to partner my wife. I get to be a homeowner. Nope. Mm. He says, no, I'd like to stay here. I'm just going to take a toonie, not a dime, and put that on the aha moment square. Hopefully for somebody. Yes. 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 Um, she affirmed that. So I'll just say every once in a while, she affirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, number three was, she could give a list of problems. She like she goes into the relationship, into the private conversations with him, with lists. She gets herself organized to say what's going on. She takes the time to pers- to watch things, to make sure that she's not p- 
picking on something, but that she actually sees that it's a pattern and it's not a one-off situation. She's not going to harp on things that are one-off. We all have one-offs. She has common sense, but he's making her question her common sense because he says he sees no problem. Can we? Oh, never mind. So that's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that's what? And I said, that's called gaslighting. So I said, you need to get an education about what narcissism is mm-hmm. so that you understand that he's purposely gaslighting you by saying there are no problems. He knows there are problems. And there are other times when you bring up something specifically on the list that he actually argues about to show you that he does know that it's a problem. And she goes, he does. But because there's so much gaslighting, he's hoping she doesn't notice that he does that kind of shit. Number four. What did you put your thing on? The girls point out someone's pattern. I do what I have noticed. I've nice. been reading over my, my thing here. And again, we all have different sheets. The one that says Kelly eye rolls is not on this sheet, but somewhere out there, someone put <laughs> someone a coin down. <laughs> Yay! Okay, next one was, she wants help for both of them. So Mm. she's actually asked him for therapy. She's in it. Oh, absolutely. And he says he doesn't need it and that she can go. However, whenever she tries to get to therapy, he says there's no money. Of course. So he wants her to stay in his place of avoidance. And there's another form of the verbal abuse. So now she's like, oh, that's come up before. And I said, well, yes, and that's going to be part of your tools is to be able to reach out and get the book by Patricia Evans or whatever on verbal abuse. And so at that point, she's saying, what, what? And so we just kind of go into that's a resource we'll give you at the end of the session. The fifth one. She says to me, I've had enough crisis. And he says, she's a drama queen. And that she's controlling. And the guides say, and that she is a typical female. And these, these are common comments written down that the spirit guides say he actually says. And these, this is under verbal abuse, judging and criticizing. So she's seeing a very severe pattern here of several forms of verbal abuse. And you can see when I'm now at the third form of verbal abuse that she's like just deflated. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, you can see her exhaustion. And I said, oh, there's your exhaustion. And she goes, what? And I said, there's your exhaustion. There's your feeling overwhelmed. He's coming at you with so many forms of verbal abuse. I mean, if you want to talk about keeping somebody in a state of drama, he's creating it for her with all the forms of verbal abuse. But then he accuses her when she brings up an issue that she's the drama queen when he knows full well that he's creating all her dramatic issues. So when I worded that way to her, you can just see, um, you can see light bulbs go on. I just, you know what? I have this like diagram in my brain as you're saying this, where hopefully if Sarah gets to 
pick up an emotional wheel and spins it to anger, she can go right down to the third level now and understand exactly what it is she's feeling instead of thinking I'm exhausted because, you know, how how many of us say I'm exhausted because we don't want to identify with um, angry. Yes. Oh, that comes. Oh, so I skipped ahead is what you're saying? Yes. Great. (laughs) Bingo card? Yeah. (laughs) Um, She threatens to leave. Okay. And um, the guides said that they can see and they know when she threatens to leave. And she was a little bit taken aback by that one. I remember her like kind of looking at me and going, my soul, the whole spirit world knows I'm ready to leave. And then I don't. Mm. And I went, yes. She goes, this is embarrassing. Oh. Yeah. And I was surprised. And I, and I never thought, I never, yeah. Sorry, you were surprised or Sarah was surprised? I was surprised okay. that she used the word embarrassing yeah, that her own soul saw, which she was doing, mm. that there was somebody who knew this. You know, that makes me so angry. Um, I, I can 100% appreciate what Sarah is saying. That's not the part that angers me. It makes me so furious, third level, of... <sighs> The fact that someone can create that much chaos in someone else's head Mm -hmm. and that that person who has been, I hate to use the word victim, but who who is in a position of being victimized over and over and over again would feel embarrassed before they just feel angry. Well, yes. And if they stay in the shame area, mm-hmm. quite often they won't do anything about it. That's my point. That's yeah. that's where I say I feel furious because, uh, you know, and I hear a lot of women say this, and, and I know that there are men that say this as well, mm-hmm. um, but how much we, we go to embarrassed because we think we should know better, because we're more educated, because mm-hmm. all these reasons that we should be doing better, whatever that means, mm-hmm. instead of just that is awful behavior in mm-hmm. front of me. I... I you're talking and my head spins in the opposite direction and says, of course, we oh, sit yes. in our shame. When you ha- Anyway, I think when you see what the media does. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I get it. it I'm saying it just makes me furious. Yeah. So, so she threatens to leave and he promises to do something. Yeah, of course. In the future. Not now. So she has to agree to stay right now for his promise of what he will do which is called future faking, narcissism. So I wrote that down on the page for her. And she goes, you know, she goes, we're going back and forth between verbal abuse and narcissism a lot. And I said, yes. And she goes, why am I here? And I said, people pleasing. And she goes, well, isn't that a lovely little triangle? Mm. And the guides point out abuse. Mm -hmm. So, and I just, I said, I say that because it's the next point on the page, but they literally at that point then go back and point out all those forms of abuse for her. And she wants to go back through the list. She's not, oh, you already said that. You already said that. I already know that. And I find a lot of clients do that in sessions when it's like, come on, I've got my hour and you're supposed to say new things to me constantly, like get it going here, entertain me. Or I want this to be worth my money or my time. And and I don't mean everybody by any means. 
But Sarah certainly can see the value here of, yeah, you go back and explain that to me. I've got some questions about it. Can we go slower? So she actually wants to go back through those things. Lovely. And ask more questions about it. Um, and doesn't even mind going back over it many times to say, yeah, I didn't understand that. Can we go back over that one again? What's that one called? Did you say that was narcissism? Did you say that was the people pleasing? What's the difference? Like, she's okay. She's okay to ask questions and to say, I don't understand. That's the girl who's going to get her work done. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I'm confused. Why am I so confused? And the guides have to explain to her, you're confused when something makes sense. Because you're so used to things not making sense. And the your relationship depends on it that you're not going to try to make sense. Whew. So the next comment they made to her, they said um, that your partner is in a power over. He's not in a relationship to partner anybody. So if you ask if this can get better, No. Because his desire is to be in power over. If he had an inkling inkling that a relationship is about equality in relationships, yeah, and sometimes one leads and sometimes one follows and you take turns, that's healthy, taking turns leading. Leading is different than power over. And so there is a little discussion around all of that so that she understands it. She goes, okay, go slow again. And the guys are like, okay, a power over means this. And so they literally slow it down and we explain it. Well, somebody's listening going, okay, and, and what is it? <laughs> I've got my notepad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, healthy relationships are, are, are well balanced in that you listen and that you, you both share ideas. You both respect each other's. I might say to you, you lead. Let's do what you want to well, do. I think we did that earlier when we clarified our roles. <laughs> And then, and then the other partner says, my turn to lead. Let's do what I think might work. And you don't get in there and mock the person or criticize them or get angry when it doesn't work. Because you know when you have your turn, you want them to be supportive of you, but you also take joy out of supporting them. Sarah's very next question is another yes or no. And so the guides, she asks if she can ask it and then doesn't tell me what it is. And the guides say, you can put no down on the page. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just write no. And I'm not certain if they're going to answer it first or if she's going to get to ask it first or how she wants to do this. Sorry, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Have you already given her the yes to her original question? Or is that just oh. on the paper? Sorry. Thank you. Let's, let's back okay. it up. So to answer that, her question to the guides was, in making the right decision, she made the decision to leave. Okay. So she's actually calling me from a room. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't mean a hotel room. She's at a friend's place, and she has a room. Mm-hmm. And I said, Sarah, I said, the guides are saying um, they have the answer to the next question. And... Um, do you want me just to ask them for more information about it? And she goes, yeah, this is working for me. You go ahead and do that. I'm sorry, what's her next question? Well, what the guides tell me is that she she wants to know if she has another partner and she wants it like right now. 
And so the answer is no, she does not get another partner right away. And or it's also and that's the answer. No, and not right now. So she just kind of looks at me and goes, "Well, why not? Can you can you ask them why I can't have a partner like right away?" And they gave her a list. So I wrote that list down and then read it to her. And part of the, like some of the things that were on that list, Kelly, had to do with that she needed to see some professionals. And she goes, like, professional what? And that kind of took me back a little bit because I thought, well, a lawyer? A banker? A therapist? And she was like, oh, well, I never thought of bankers as professionals. Oh. So she goes, okay, so the, so I understand that. And she goes, okay, I understand what you're saying about a lawyer and um, a psychiatrist. And that's exactly how she said it, a psychiatrist. And I said, well, yes, do you remember all of the verbal abuse and the narcissism and the people pleasing? I said, you, you don't have the tools to get through that. And she goes, oh, that's true, I don't. She goes, I thought I could just get through it. And I said, you, you think, it's, it's like saying to somebody, I want a house. And I think I can have a house. But do you not need the real estate agent and your banker? And she goes, okay, that's fair. And I said, and if you want to build a house, don't you need the plumber and the, like, don't you need all your people? Like, that's why we're on earth and why we don't all have a planet by ourselves. Because we all need other people. And she says, why do I need the psychiatrist? And I said, because you've been abused. And she goes, oh. And so like it, it, it took me aback a little bit. And I had to remind myself that some people will hear that they've been living in all of these forms of verbal abuse and still not think, and I am an abused person, mm-hmm. male or female, woman mm-hmm. or man. They will, or, or my boss abuses me, therefore I'm an abused person. They don't think like that. And I said, you're going to need the psychiatrist to get the toolkit. Like, you don't just walk out the door. She says, well, I thought if I just met another person and they were nice, I would be fine. And I said, but you have patterns. And she goes, well, wouldn't I just break them with a nicer person? And I said, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Mm -hmm. We want to believe that we do. We want to think that if, if just people are just nice to us, that we'll stop all of these patterns in our life. But that's not how we change patterns. We have to understand why they got there to begin with, who that person mm-hmm. is, um, how, how the triggers were, were set in us, what happens when we hit a trigger, how to undo what the trigger does and put a healthy support system in. So I said, you're not healthy. And she goes... So? Oh, fuck. And I said, so healthy people are not going to find you attractive. And she just looked at me like, you didn't just say that. Yeah. And I went, well, you know, sometimes, Sarah, sometimes it's not about that I need to be mean, but it's that you just need to hear that a healthy person wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole. Well. And I mean, that's not a Sarah issue either. That oh. That's a client and a human issue because right. I think as much as we can hear, I'm not healthy and understand and accept 
that statement, we don't necessarily put the next piece together. Right. That someone would someone that who, like that is healthy would not find us attractive. Yeah, and I said, you know, I said a healthy man might think you're physically attractive. Mm-hmm. He might think you're sexually attractive. He might think you're financially attractive. He might think that you come with children and that's attractive. He might think that he wants a partner and that you have a good sense of humor. That's attractive. That you are smart intellectually. That's attractive. But for your emotional intelligence, you're not attractive because you have patterns that you're going to go into even when he's in his healthy ones. Mm-hmm. And so he might he might be asking you a question and you want to go into people pleasing and he's like, mm-hmm. I don't want your people pleaser. I want you to show up. And you're like, no, no matter what you do, my people pleaser is going to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and think, no, no, that's the way this works. And so he may eventually get worn out and give in to that, or he may get pushed into the corner of, no, I am not tolerating the people pleaser. I'll go do what I want on my own terms. And then you get angry and have temper tantrums. And withhold. You got it. And then create an unhealthy pattern. And he's gone from being a healthy man to an unhealthy man. And now you don't like him. Repeat pattern. Well done. Yeah. So she just sat there and she looked at me and she went, well, that was hard to hear, but I'm going to say thank you. And now I understand why you said I need my psychiatrist. She said, "I, I can totally get that. She says, because if I look back to the beginning of the relationship with the man I just left, I'm pretty sure I'm highly responsible for this dysfunction. And I went, really? And she went, yeah, because I can think back to when I first met him that he was a completely different person. Wow. And she says, and you're talking about my people pleasing? And she says, and I can see where he became an angry man. And that he didn't start that way. And she says, and now that you're describing it like this, that it would infuriate him, blah, blah, blah. She's sitting there going, oops, oops. She goes, all I keep hearing in my head is, oops, that's on me, oops. And I said, then Sarah, you would be a really good person for a psychiatrist to work with Mm -hmm. because you're willing to see those things. A psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever could do such a good job of giving you tools that you're really willing to work on. But currently stay away from the healthy men Mm -hmm. because while you are capable, you currently don't have the tools And you're coming out of a three-decade relationship of dysfunction. And she went, hmm. And I said, so do you really think that after a few weeks that you're ready after three decades of dysfunction? And And she goes, I thought so. And I said, then that's your ego. I said, that is your your fear of being alone. And that's the ego. That is not your soul saying. I'm ready for a new partner. Mm-hmm. The joy of the soul. That's, that is not your soul speaking. And so once again, your soul will not be present in the relationship. Oh, there's a statement. But your representative or your people pleaser or whatever it is, is going to be presented. Mm-hmm. And so once again, once the, the man figures that out, or you do, you'll be back at this position again of leaving or of that person saying, geez, 
she changed me. And I said, and I guarantee that the man that you just left has one happy family that you're out of his life. And I said, even though you came across as the people pleaser, they can see all of the changes deeply within him. Even though you make it look like you were such a nice person. And she goes, this is sad. Mm -hmm. And I said, it is. It is sad. And I said, and so in therapy, a good therapist will help you move through grief. So I said, you need time. Those are lots of things to go through. And that's not where you want to start a new relationship. Saying to a brand new man, hey, I want to date you, um, but I'm grieving and I'm angry and I'm trying to break some patterns. And I said, now do you understand why a healthy man is going to stand there and go, you take your time, Mm -hmm. you work on that. And if I meet you again in a couple of years and we're both still single, we'll see. But make no promises because you don't know if that's going to be a six year project or a one year project or a 10 year project. And, you know, she goes, Oh, God, 10 years. Oh, God, one year. Oh, yeah. How's your 10 years been? (laughs) Pretty wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Extremely wonderful. Yeah. So I said to her, It doesn't have to be a victim statement and victim emotions of, Mm -hmm. oh, woe is me. It can be anticipatory. It can be exciting. It can be get out the wheel of emotions and start looking up all of these wonderful things you can feel. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, what wheel of emotion? And I said, the, (laughs) the wheel of emotion. Well, this is my bingo sheet, but I don't yeah, know why I you're mean, pointing it. I mean, we better put the wheel of emotions oh, yes, on, on another bingo sheet. Yeah. But I said, um, it, it's going to be really important for you and your therapist to actually discuss your emotions because it's the thing that you feel a lot. And, and you would you would say to anybody, I'm frustrated, I'm I'm enraged. I'm Like I said, you, you, you know quite a few of them under anger and under mad, but I said, you also get the ones under sad, confused with the ones under mad. Mm-hmm. I said, there's there's a lot of confusion. And she said, well, I, I, I think that's correct, but I'll have to take a look at the wheel to know better. And that's fair. Yeah, it's homework. Yeah. So that's where the session comes to an end, is that there's this plan that instead of rushing in and wanting to be with another partner right away, that she actually now has to walk out and be able to say where she, at her friend's house that I, I'm not just trying to find another partner to leave, so I'm not staying here in this room until I find a man. Oh, God, that's a layered... Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually need to think of a place to live on my own, and um, I need to have a place where I can actually have my kids come and stay with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a shift here in her focus. She had thought, I'll leave my children with my husband, and I'll try and find a partner and move into their house and then bring my kids with me. That was the plan. And she thought she could do that while she was staying at her girlfriend's because she thought if I just go out and date, I could find somebody fast and I could do this within a month or so. Holy fuck. That's like a bear trap. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, we all know this yeah, is yeah, a real I, story. I 
this is this is not far off what a lot of people do when they feel scared. And she thought she was going to do that and break a pattern all at the same time. Yeah. And not rushing into his house out of desperation. Yeah. For shelter and security. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I that was a big day for her. Yeah, and I and I think her story is really spot on for a lot of people. Yep. And we don't take the time sometimes to sit down and process it. We we just we just sometimes we're so slow moving in one area and we're so quick moving in another area. And sometimes where we move very quickly is where it's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And that's an indication that everything about the past might be unhealthy and that we're still creating unhealthy patterns for our future. Mm-hmm. Slow down, breathe. So if you've got a friend that says, hey, you can have the room as long as you need it, freaking unpack. Mm-hmm. Take your clothes out of a suitcase and put them in the drawers. Mm-hmm. Buy yourself fresh sheets for the bed. Like buy a comforter. Ask, give her all her stuff and say, hey, I might be here a while. Mm-hmm. I need to find where there's apartments or I need, and I need to not feel so rushed. I take the first place. And again, I don't want to be there. So I rush to be with somebody again. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure my decisions are slower, safer, thought out. And I said, you know, that's why therapy because you can bounce all those decisions off a therapist. They're going to, oh, that was one of the messages I forgot, that the therapist would have her best interests at heart all the time, mm-hmm. hands down. And that if she went back to her husband, that his best interests would be in his, what he was focused on, mm-hmm. not what was in her best interest. So if he was having problems being a single dad, he might take her back so that he could go back to doing all his fun stuff again. Mm-hmm. But that the psychologist or psychotherapist or whoever would put her needs first and then figure out how to create the, that safe environment and teach her tools so that she could bring her children into it. I wanted to say thank you um, on behalf of the children. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know a lot of clients will come back after the fact, especially after they've done their work, and and we get all kinds of different thank yous. But Mm. um, to have two very unhealthy parents just buried in their own stuff, not not with the intention of being unhealthy parents, um, the the kids deserve a voice to say say thank you because if, Mm. well, now she knows better. So if she chooses to do better, Big thank you. Mm-hmm. If she chooses to not do better, mm-hmm. then at least the kids had a voice. Hmm. At least their mom had an opportunity to be shaken enough mm-hmm. to be able to show up in those relationships, never mm-hmm. mind a potential partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for the amount of times that people say, well, I can't leave because of the kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're hearing us you know, say thank you on behalf of the children because they mm-hmm. now have an opportunity at a healthy parent this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that helps shift people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Did you have more to add? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know what? From start to finish, Sarah listened. Yeah. Like she was really open, even though some of this stuff was difficult to hear might be construed as insulting to hear. Uh, 
Some people might. Yeah, you know, and I've always said, well, I say to people at the end, thank you for your patience in processing some very unflattering information. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we'll we'll keep it at that. We'll just keep saying yeah. <laughs> well, because we know some people don't appreciate it and they don't handle it well. Um, I think of friend groups too. When you said thank you on behalf of the children, I think yes. of the, I think of the friend groups and I think of the coworkers that might see her walk in on Monday or the next morning after the session, or you know, in a few days when it, she's processing it or she's booked her therapy appointment, and and her you know her lawyers and her the bank appointment and see her become healthier and coping with it all mm-hmm. because it does affect our work environment it does affect our coworkers mm-hmm. sometimes we think it's my business but it does affect them because our moods can spill out everywhere we can make mistakes and they ha- they help us it affects our nail technician it affects our brow specialist oh. it affects everyone that we come into contact with yeah and yeah. we know that because we know miserable fucks Yes. Okay. Is that the end? Okay. I think so. There's a lot of caffeine in that one. Good. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. Okay. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. No matter how you found us or where you're listening or watching from, thank you for being here. It's always very exciting to have a bigger reach. If you have time and you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. The logo in the bottom right is the subscription button. Um, Or from your favorite podcast platform, make sure you hit subscribe, like, share, comment, review, whatever you can to help us out. We very much appreciate that. Um, These are stories that we want shared with the world so that people like yourself um, can have access to healthier tools. Happy Saturday.